Fade in. Cut to. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant. Bar. Club. Day. Night. Action. What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Restaurant Fiction Podcast. This is the podcast where we review every single fictional restaurant, bar, and club in TV and film. I am your host, Monis Rose. Now, guys, let me paint the scene. Before we get really into brass tacks here, restaurant fiction, we usually plan accordingly. We uh, book our guests weeks, if not months in advance. We do a lot of research. We do field research. You know, we do the homework well. Our guest today is Shep Gordon. He is one of the great managers in terms of chefs, in terms of musicians to uh, ever live. At least that's according to us. Anyway, we were going to interview him at the Hall of Flowers Weed Conference in Santa Rosa, California. Now, Hall of Flowers Weed Conference, it is a uh, conference, an industry conference of the uh, for the medicinal purposes and recreational, of course. I was invited to the Hall of Flowers Weed Conference to interview Shep Gordon, and there was a little red tape that I had to go through before I could get the okay. Once I had the initial conversations and I was approved, then I was immediately denied because Shep's schedule was just too tight. And guess what? We were fine with that. We still were going to have a good time at the Hall of Flowers uh, Weed Conference and let it be that. So we go, and I am looking for the uh, one of the head honchos who puts on the conference, and he is talking and walking with Shep Gordon. And he says, hey, Monis, you ready to do the podcast? Now, Restaurant fiction, we don't do guerrilla style. This is not like a reporting shotgun mic kind of situation. Like I said, we uh, like to sit down with our guests. We like to have ample time. In this situation, this is not that. And the only answer I can give the promoter was yes, let's do it. So I get my podcast equipment ready and all in order, and I make some kind of makeshift podcast studio. And by the time I am ready, Shep is already with some other media entity doing his thing. And the promoter, in a way, doesn't say verbatim, but in a way kind of says, well, it's too late. You got to sit tight. Well, minutes go by in 5, 10, 30 minutes. And I'm kind of thinking, well... This is probably not going to happen. So I sit back and I relax and I sit next to uh, this woman, this attractive woman who actually was with Shep this whole time. And I asked her and I said, I know I am assuming, but you are probably his manager or his producer or his PR rep. And then she says, no, I'm his girlfriend. And then I say, wow, then you are the CEO of his whole company. Of You are the boss of him. And I, we get to talking, and I tell her what restaurant fiction is, and she says, well, I love the idea. Let me get him for you. And she interrupts whoever Shep is talking to and brings him over to me, and he says, hey, you got five minutes. I got five minutes. Let's shoot the shit. 
And that's that. That's this episode. So anyway, we review actually the Happy Days Diner, which is Arnold's and Al's drive-in. I did not know. We usually plan these things. But anyway, we just go with the flow when these kind of situations happen. One more thing about this story, and it is the only regret I have of this entire interview, and this will be a regret that I'm going to live with for a long time, is that Shep Gordon offers me a blunt. You know, from my journalism days, uh, it's professional not to do that. You know, there is a level of professionalism. But it's like Shep Gordon, and he's offering me a blunt to smoke. It's like breaking bread with Shep Gordon. I am a lightweight when it comes to smoking. So if I even do one puff, I am going to cough for the next five to ten minutes. So I refrain. I refrain and I keep uh, sober so I can, uh, you know, really listen, really be an active listener to everything he is trying to say. He smokes without me, and I do not smoke with Shep. But other than that, it was a really awesome shotgun gorilla style short and sweet interview. Now, before we start, we are going to give a little review of Arnold's and Al's drive-in. And without further ado, the review and our interview with the acclaimed, the famous, the ultra-popular, the super-mensch, Shep Gordon. Guys, gals, there are a lot of diners out there. Well, Restaurant Fiction went to one of them, and the one that we went to is called Arnold's and Al's Drive-In. Now, why do we like diners? Well, because... Everyone has a usual. We have a usual. You have a usual. It's one of those places where you can walk in and you can talk to one of the wait staff, usually a waitress, and just say the usual. And they know exactly what you're talking about. Whether it be burnt toast and tepid coffee, that's the usual. Whether it be a Denver scramble, that's a usual. Whether it be just, you know, a slice of grapefruit, that's also a usual. You know, there's something about the smell, the olfactory senses that just get your body all warmed up when you enter. It's almost like a safe haven, if you will. It's that hash brown grease that just intoxicates the soul. Also, the wait staff. They just address you honey. I love being called honey. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Everyone is a honey. On top of that, they carry a wit. And they carry a high patience tolerance. Hollywood calls this tough skin. Midwest calls it spunk. We at Restaurant Fiction, we love spunk. So why do we love diners? Why do we love Arnold's and Al's? Well, the ambiance is a one thing, but really, when it comes down to it, you know, the diner and the way a diner operates is almost like a lost art in today's culinary society. So long live Arnold and Al's drive-in. Shep Gordon, welcome to the Restaurant Fiction Media Podcast program in September. What is your favorite fictional restaurant in TV and film? Well, that is a tough question because I don't ever remember anything I've seen. Probably something from Happy Days, The Bar and Cheers, or Happy Days, other than the movies like Water for Chocolate or um, that great film about the Indian restaurant. So what is it then about a food that pops out in a TV show or movie? Yeah, I would say for me, it's much less the restaurant than the personalities that come out of it. Because I can't taste the food or smell it, 
and I'm such a foodie that I really don't deal with what's being served in the restaurant. It's more the rhythm of what I see. Like I love the chef, seeing Roy Choi and John. I don't even remember what they served, what they ate, but the camaraderie that they had, um, that John had in the kitchen that came from Roy. Same thing in, in Cheers. By being in Cheers, you were part of a family. And those are the things that I really love about restaurants and movies. For me, it's hard if I can't taste it to really get excited about food. What are you ordering from the uh, Happy Days, I believe, the diner in Happy Days? I have a hot dog, mustard, sauerkraut, some french fries, um, an egg cream. <laughs> and maybe a blueberry pie. Chinese food has been uh, a fictional restaurant in Seinfeld. You are a fan in Chinese. Really enjoy Chinese cooking because it's, it's so different than Western cooking. It's all in the preparation, and then you cook the dish in two, three, four, five minutes. So you have to be completely inside that dish. You can't have any distraction. Most Western cooking, you know, takes 45 minutes to bake, or it's 20 minutes for a soup, or it's... 15 minutes for this. It's a very different rhythm. I enjoy doing everything. I love making egg drop soup. I do it with caviar. Nice little twist on it because I love eggs and caviar. So it seems to be egg drop soup and caviar. Perfect. I love making uh, shrimp with lobster sauce, which has no lobster has ever come near shrimp with lobster sauce, which is pretty amazing, but it tastes like it. I love doing Peking duck. That's a little different than normal Chinese cooking, but I love the rhythm of it. Um, I live in Maui on the beach, so to have that smoke smell of a Peking duck all day. What is it about, like, um, food and restaurants and even weed that, like, mesh so well? For me, you know, cannabis was my entry into the creative world. As, you know, legend has it, it always stimulates your appetite and makes you more aware. So when my culinary interest started, it just all sort of dove together. It's... It was the same process. If you look at the life of a chef, it's basically the life of Mick Jagger. As silly as that may sound to a layman, you wake up in the morning, you try and write new material. In a chef's case, it's new recipes. In Mick's case, it's new songs. You go about your business for the day. You go to where you're going to work, which is a hall or a restaurant, both the same. You go in the back door. Everybody comes in the front door. You change your clothes. Mick puts on his show clothes, the chef puts on his whites. You meet with your staff backstage and you bitch about the night before. Oh, I'm all right. Thank you, though. You know, the spotlight didn't hit me or the steak wasn't well done enough. Then you walk out into your audience and you're all smiles. And when you're out there, you better do some, you better do your hits. So if you're Wolfgang Puck, you better have pizzas on the menu and you better do something new. And if you're Mick Jagger, you better do your hits and you better have something new. And then everybody goes home and you cash your check and go to sleep. So the, the rhythm of the life is very, very, very similar. Um, it's only the way we look at them that's different. Give me the Shep Gordon food tour. What is that Maui food tour? Where, where are we going? Depends how long someone's on the island for, because we can sort of fulfill any corner. The majority are meals at my home, and um, I love cooking. I live on the beach, we have beautiful sunsets, and we have a great community of chefs who love to come over and cook at the house. So I would say normally my house is like a, a musical jam session. Meals will center around, hey, I just dove and caught some lobsters. Oh, good, we'll do lobster uh, lo mein or something. And what about L.A.? I'm sort of an old guy, so I like the old places. My first meal is usually El Piccolino. It's two old friends, Eddie, who used to have La Dome on Sunset, where I had lunch almost every day, Silvio, who had Silvio's. I just, I love their food. They have a huge menu. 
I'm comfortable there. Again, it's like a family. I love Mr. Chow's. Musso and Frank's? Oh, my God, Musso and Frank's. I love sitting at the uh, grill. I love the old guys who flipped the lamb chops and the pork chops. And, uh, just beautiful. Excellent, excellent. And what do you look for when you take on new clients? I don't do it anymore, so I don't look. But early on in my musical career, I decided that the hardest part of for an artist is dealing with success. So many crash and burn after one or two hits. So I only took artists that had had success for a while. So I never, I didn't start anybody new after Alice. In the chef world, I signed 125 chefs the same day and then never took anyone new on. It's hard, you know, there's so many variables. It's not just talent that makes someone a star. It's a 360 package, so. Thank you so much, Shep. I really appreciate this, man. Uh, thanks. It's great. Guys, if you want to know more about Shep Gordon, you can buy his book. It's called They Call Me Super Mensch. Also, you can watch the documentary Super Mensch, which was directed by Mike Myers. And for all other things of Shep Gordon, all of the businesses he either owns or is a part of, just Google the amazing man because the list goes on and on and on. Those are just a couple treasure troves from his entire sandbox. For Restaurant Fiction, for me and Restaurant Fiction, you can obviously check out all of our other episodes on iTunes. We are now also on Spotify and iHeartRadio, as well as go to our website, restaurantfiction.com. Thank you once again, Shep. My name is Monis Rose, and as always, guys, keep it real, keep it fresh, and keep it on the flip side. Cut to. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant. Bar. Club. Day. Night. 